started this morning. So, Father, thank you so much uh, how you orchestrate things in a house of prayer is surprising. And yet, Lord, we shouldn't be surprised because that's, that's normal Christianity. That's the Christianity we read of in the scriptures. That, Lord, your people look to you as their source, as their guide. They follow the leading of your Holy Spirit. And, and Lord, how you bring about your will, your kingdom purposes, your strategies for advancing your kingdom in and through our lives is awesome. We thank you. Lord, I don't want to mess up what you're doing in the service today. There's a real beautiful presence this morning. I believe the Lord is just hovering. His spirit is hovering here. And just, I sense peace. Just a deep work of peace that he's wanting to do in our hearts. This morning uh, in prayer, before our worship practice, just there, there is a sense that I had in my spirit that there, for those who have come this morning with heaviness, burdens, and just weary souls, the prayer this morning was that God would meet you in a profoundly unique way this morning to give you new strength and new hope. And I believe the Lord is wanting to do that this morning. And so... Lord, we look to you. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I just want to be very sensitive to the Spirit here. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go as the Lord leads. So it, this, I have a bit of a plan, but even worked within the plan was planning on letting the Spirit lead anyway. So um, this morning, I just, you know, this week actually in preparing, we were going to be talking about the Feast of Trumpets, um, but I just sensed in my spirit, especially with prayer in the park that's coming up next Sunday, um, that we really need to focus on prayer, and really we should be focusing on what it is we're doing, that what, what is prayer in the park, like what are we doing, that it's not just an event, it's not just this annual thing that we are doing, this religious activity that we are doing in Victoria Park, it's not just an event, okay? Like there's an actual calling that God is bringing out to the body of Christ right now. We're actually responding to what God is saying do. And that's a huge thing. And, and it's, it's really amazing that um, God is calling us to do this. And I'm going to get into exactly why that is in this, in this message. And then I also want to give us a chance to um, just to hear from the Lord this morning. And so, again, prayer in the park is not just an annual event. It is an assembling together of God's people in Waterloo Region to seek after him for city transformation. You know, I was reading in, I, don't, I can't remember if it was the record or the chronicle. I think it was the chronicle. But there was an article. This was just a few weeks ago in Waterloo Region that Waterloo Region has the highest, I, I believe the highest number of fentanyl overdose in the nation. It's alarming 
how many people are dying, already how many people have died in this region. I think it's the number somewhere around 50 died from January till now from fentanyl overdose. It's alarming. Violent crime is on the rise in this region. In fact, Waterloo Region has the highest percentage increase in the nation of violent crime. We don't have the highest number of violent crime in the nation, but the percentage of increase in the last couple years, the highest in the nation, is Waterloo Region. Suicide. The rate of suicide. It's alarming. It's not right. And so as God's people, these sorts of things, and when we read in the scriptures, they moved the heart of Jesus. We, we have to respond. God said, listen, your kingdom come, pray this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Those things, they're not in heaven. We need to pray his will. Church, we're the answer. We have the answer. It's Christ. I mean, I'm a, I'm a byproduct of Jesus Christ working in someone's life who was just totally caught up in addictions, suicidal tendencies and thoughts. I, I've been there. God rescued me. It's possible. Nothing's impossible. And so these sorts of things that are happening, they should be alarming. Here's what Andy Morris wrote on the Prayer in the Park website as the vision, where it came from, okay? So the vision for Prayer in the Park came out of a reflection on King Hezekiah and the Passover celebration he initiated in his first year as king. For, I just want to stop there for a second. He, he was just looking through the scriptures. And we're talking about this in Hearing God Seminar. We're, we're going to be three weeks into the Hearing God Seminar. Um, many of us have taken it. Um, others of you, if, if you are interested, we're, we're going to be running these more often. Um, but one of the things that we talk about in the Hearing God Seminar is how the Lord speaks to us through his word. When we read scripture, all of a sudden there's this illumination. And it's like... It, it just speaks into our soul. And God speaks to us through his word. And this is exactly what Andy wrote, is, is talking about. He was reading Hezekiah, about Hezekiah, and God just began to spoke, speak to him. Hezekiah was a king like no other in Judah because his heart was fully devoted to God. He called all of God's people to come together in unity, and they celebrated the God of heaven with great joy. We read that nothing like this had happened since the days of Solomon when God's glory descended on the temple. Prayer in the park was started as a response to the question, what would it look like for us in Waterloo Region to come together in unity like never before? When Hezekiah and the people celebrated, it says the hand of God was on the people to give them unity of mind and to carry out what the king and his officials had ordered following the word of the Lord. And that's in Second Chronicles 30, verse 12. 
Our prayer is that the hand of God will be on the churches of Waterloo Region to give us unity of mind to carry out the word of the Lord here in Waterloo Region. And so I remember when Andy came to me and said, hey, I've got this vision. I was reading this book. It was um, a year of living prayerfully, I believe the name of the book was. We had the author at Trinity. He gave a message one time, and Andy had read through this book. And um, reading through Hezekiah, and the Lord began to speak to Andy about prayer in the park. And I was like, we have to do it. We have to do it. We We have to go all in. This is something God is calling us to do. Let's go for it. And so um, that began the process of planning and praying. A lot of prayer went into it. And uh, our first prayer in the park two years ago had, anyway, a few hundred people came out. um, And I just remember it was supposed to rain pretty badly that day. And God literally parted the clouds. And we had a sunny prayer in the park. Uh, to the point where Andy and I had raccoon eyes because of our sunglasses. <laughs> you know, that raccoon tan? It, it was so bright. And <laughs> we're like, it was supposed to be cloudy and rainy. You know? This year, we want to continue to pray for good weather. I believe um, there's something special uh, this year, uh, being the third prayer in the park. I believe that there is a unique calling that God has and I believe there's a unique answer that he's going to give to us and so this morning I want to talk to you about something Um, talk to you about prophetic intercession Uh, again I'm not going to do a long teaching on this Um, just but what I want to do is talk about those two things separately there are two aspects of prayer ministry the prophetic ministry and intercessory prayer ministry when they come together It is powerful. God does incredibly powerful things in our midst when those two come together. And so first I want to talk about intercession. What intercessory prayer is. This is something at Trinity we are very familiar with. Intercessory prayer are prayers of pleading. Prayers of asking God to move, to do something on our behalf that we cannot do in our own strength. Intercessory prayer is asking God to meet our needs and the needs of those around us. That's what intercessory prayer is. And you know what? God wants us to pray intercessory prayers. It's not weakness. It's not a last-ditch effort. Oh, all of our efforts just didn't work out, so now we're going to pray. No. This is the calling of God on a church, on a people, to start with prayer. It starts there. This is what it says in Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Don't let your mind go there to try to figure things out on your own. Don't do that. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We're supposed to do that. To come to God for our needs. 
Now the word supplication there, kind of a big word. To make it simple, it means to ask for something. To supply my need. Simply put, that's what it is. And just a few verses later in verse 13, Paul writes what happens when you pray to God with supplication. This is what happens. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's what the word of God says will happen when we pray intercessory prayers. Prayers of supplication. God meet this need. Matthew 21, 22 says, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Now, when reading a verse like this, there's the temptation to emphasize the word receive. But what we need to do is emphasize the word prayer. Pray. Go to God in prayer. That's what we need to focus on. Let's start there. And so intercession is praying for our needs. Now the interesting, about, interesting thing about prayer, it also says in the Bible that God knows what we need before we ask him. He already knows. He already knows the things that we are struggling with, the things that we should be going to him for prayer. He knows already before. Matthew 6, 7, 8 says, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Isn't that interesting? So why pray? If he knows what you need, why pray? We pray because God, admi- God has made it so that our needs are tied to prayer. So that we would go to him. So that we would look to him as our source. So that we would look to him and know that we cannot do life apart from him. He made prayer the vehicle to do that. John chapter 15, 4 to 5 says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears fruit, much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We need God. We're made to need God. Isn't that fascinating? We're made to need Him. Prayer connects the need with prayer so that we abide and remain in Him. Prayer is the vehicle for abiding in God. So intercession then is the expression of abiding in God and looking for God to meet our needs. And Trinity, I am so thankful that we are a God, or we, are a, we are a church that believes in a God that answers our prayer. 
I remember first coming to Trinity. I just came like many of you did. Let's check out that church on the corner there. It's like it's almost as if the Spirit was drawing me here. And I know men, some of you have had the same experience, same, same thing. God said, I want you to go to that church in the corner there. The little church on the corner where God is doing big things. So I remember coming in and during the service, the church dedicated half an hour to prayer. I'm like, what is that? That's amazing. And people got involved in prayer. I could have gotten involved in praying. It's like the equipping of the saints here. Wow. And then you begin to hear about the answers to prayer. And the miracles. The healings. And thinking, wow. That's amazing. Why haven't I seen this before? Because there was no prayer. Where there is prayer, God moves. He moves in answer to prayer. Why? Because He calls us to abide in Him. And prayer is the way we do that. Isn't that amazing? And we've been learning that for many years at Trinity. That's what drew me to Trinity. It's, I've grown. Man, when I first came here, prayer was not a strength of mine, I'll be honest. Definitely not. But Trinity has helped me grow in that. Oh man. Unbelievable. And I, I'm sure we can all testify to that. We help each other grow in that. And you know what? I believe God was doing that, calling us to do this, because there's a purpose. There's a bigger reason for it. Next, I want to talk about prophecy. Now, this is an area of prayer ministry that we've just recently, I mean, it's been around, it's been a part of Trinity, but recently it's been, God's been illuminating it in a way, just drawing our attention to it, to grow in this area. And, and to see others grow in this area. And, and I just want to say that <clears throat> prophecy or the prophetic ministry is not limited to just a few people. It's not limited to Pastor James and a few of the people that are here. We can all hear from God. We can all move in this ministry. But I do want to acknowledge this, that the word prophecy has a lot of baggage with it. It really does. Because of excess in the body of Christ where prophetic ministry has been, oh, abused. And things have been spoken. It's totally not from God. Totally spoken out of the brokenness of the individual giving the prophetic word that it destroys. That word just destroys faith in what God can do. And so I acknowledge that. I want to acknowledge that. I want to also acknowledge that the word prophecy, it's used in New Age circles as well. It's not just a Christian term. And so it brings all that baggage. Is it fortune telling? Is it future telling? What is this? Right? 
It brings all that baggage, so I, I want to acknowledge that. And so to start, I just want to say this, that prophetic ministry, biblically speaking, is different from all the baggage that we see. It's very different from what the Bible says prophecy is. And we're going to look at that, okay? So this is what prophecy is according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 14, 1-4, this is what it says. Pursue love. I love how it starts with love. If a prophetic minister is not starting from a place of love, zip it! Don't talk! It's better not to talk. It has to start from a place of love. Because God loves this person that you're about to speak into. Make sure you're in a place of love for that person. Pursue love. And earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding. Oh. Let's not rush through. Let that word steep in your spirit. What's prophecy for? Upbuilding. Is it going to tear down the person? Zip your lips. Sorry to put it that way. I just, I have to say it like that. It's for upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. The role and function of prophecy in the church is to build up and encourage the church. That's what it's for. It's not to bring out all the dirty laundry. The devil does that just fine. Let's not partner with the enemy. Partner with the spirit that wants to bring transformation, not shame. Hope restored, not deferred. Amen? The early church had prophets in their midst. And this, po- this passage just poof, highlighted out a few weeks ago when I was reading the book of Acts. Acts 15.32, it says this, And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets? And I was like, what? It's actually there? How many times have I read Acts? And I'm like, I didn't see this until now, until recently. Don't you love it when the Bible does that? We are like, I've never seen that before. It's been there. But man, when God illuminates something, there's a purpose. He wants to speak to you. The word of God is living and active. Judas and Silas were prophets. And what did they do? They encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. I remember my first experience with the prophetic ministry I was a brand new believer. Never heard of this before. Never. <clears throat> I was at Ray of Hope. I share this story in the Hearing God Seminar. I might have shared it with you before. Um, I was working at uh, Oasis, the drop-in center, the, the street 
folks, the people on the streets, they come for meals every day. And I was working as a shift supervisor there, meeting some very neat, unique people. And uh, this one time I met a man, he said, hey, uh, my name's Howard and I'm from Jerusalem. I was like, man, you look like a, a Joe from down the street. Like, there's no way you're from Jerusalem, but whatever, okay. And, you know, we, I meet some interesting characters at Ray of Hope, so I thought, sure. And, um, you know, we made some small chat and, and uh, small talk and so on, and then I just had to keep doing my work, and uh, he stayed. And then afterwards, uh, I cleaned up, and it was time to go, and what we normally do is, uh, what we normally did was, you know, get together and we would pray, the staff and uh, the two pastors who were there at the time. We would pray uh, and then go. So in that prayer meeting, I, I go to the, the prayer meeting and there is this guy, Howard, with a prayer shawl, you know, over him, over his shoulders, long with the tassels. He's got the shofar in his hand. Boop, boop, boop. And I was like, this man is from Jerusalem, man. He was not lying. Man, he's really Jewish. Wow. And he began to pray, and I, but I've never heard this kind of prayer before. He would be like, this is what I see. And he would look at the, one of the pastors, this is what I see, this is what I see, this is what I see. And the pastor would be bawling in tears. I'm like, whoa. He went to the next pastor. This is what I see, this is what I see, this is what I see. Boom, they're bawling, crying. Because they just heard from the Lord. How could this man know the deepest things of my heart? He must know exactly what I'm going through. And it brought them such deep encouragement that their response was tears. like Because they were, wow, God, he's speaking right now. And I was like, oh, I hope he, I hope I'm next, you know. And so they wrap up and time to go. And I was like, of course it's not me. Of course I'm not. Fine. I was like, kind of like going like this out the door. And all of a sudden, boom, a hand on my shoulder. And it was Howard. And I was like, wow, yes. And he's like, James, I want to pray for you. I was like, yes. And um, at the time, I was, you know, dreaming of being in ministry. One of my, um, probably I was a like almost like an idol. And I could say that because I really looked up to this one pastor, Yungi Cho. You probably, some of you may have heard of him. Uh, biggest church in South Korea. Uh, 800,000 member church. I was there in uh, November, December of last year. And they were, it's a massive church. I went to the third service and there was a lineup for the fourth service happening. I mean, Massive. Anyway, I always looked up to this man. I was like, I want to be just like Yungi Cho. Lord, I want to be like Yungi Cho. And you know what the first thing Howard says to me? All right, I want to pray for you. Okay. You are not Yungi Cho. <laughs> How in the world did you know that I did? I don't even know. Does he know I'm Korean? Like, do I have Korean written on my head? I don't know. How did he know that? I was just crying. And then he began to speak. This is who you are. This is who God made you to be. 
He has a unique call for your life. And it blew my mind. It gave me such deep encouragement. I was like, wow. It created faith in me that I did not have. Faith in God for who he's called me to be. Not to try to mimic something else, but to be who he's called me to be. You know, sometimes it takes such great faith to be in your own skin, (laughs) right? It does. But let me tell you, that prophetic word, it helped a lot. That is the nature of the prophetic ministry. When we are aligned with the Holy Spirit, coming from a place of love to bring a building up culture, encouraging, consoling, it is so powerful what God can do through the prophetic ministry. You know, we're offering prophetic presbytery um, on Sundays. We're doing three, three trials. Uh, and the more we do this, the more we're, we're, we're wanting to grow in this area. But I just want you to know that this is something that Trinity has been doing out in the portable for years. And God would... This happened this past Wednesday. A, a man... I was outside. Lori, where are you, Lori? We were just coming in for the Hearing God seminar. This just happened on Wednesday. Okay? And a young man was parked over there. And he said, Hey, God told me to come here today for a prayer meeting. And we're like, Okay. You're like the 20th per I don't know how many people, that that's exactly what they say. God told me, to, I just feel the Lord told me to come here today. Do you guys have a prayer meeting or something? Yeah, it's in there. Go ahead. And, and by the way, don't say anything. Just say, because they're going to pray for you, but don't say anything. Just say, I want to hear from the Lord. And just watch what happens. And so he went in, and after the prayer meeting, his smile is like this. That was awesome. Wow. Why? Because the Spirit of God is working in our midst. And so what happens on Wednesdays, it can happen every day. And so we want to bring that here. And so we're trying it. Last, the last one we did, it was earlier this month. Uh, there were sign-up sheets, by the way. Um, I don't know what the sign-ups look like, but if there are a few, um, there are a few names I can see. That's great. Uh, the people who were here for prophetic ministry last time. Uh, I just happened to sit with some of them who were waiting. Uh, they would go in and they would come out deeply encouraged. There was a, 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 a mother and a daughter that came in from London. Get this. God told her to come to Trinity on Sunday from London. We don't advertise this. We don't have a sign out there that says, prophetic ministry! It's not, even, it's not on the website. I don't think it is, at least. It's not, anyway, it's not like that. You know? It's not about that. It's about God. Do what only you can do. And he draws the people. It's unbelievable. And, and when they came out of that prophetic time, they were like, this is exactly what the woman said. You have the Spirit of God in your church, Pastor. I, I can't believe what some of the things that were said. How did they know? 
about my business? How did they know about this and that? I'm just so encouraged. Thank you for this ministry. And it was like, wow, that's awesome. That's what prophetic ministry can do. So the posture of prophetic prayer is listening. The person who is to prophesy is first posturing to hear from God. Intercession is praying to God. Prophetic is hearing from God. So what does it look like when you marry the two? What is prophetic intercession? There's a really neat testimony I want to share. Gudrun said I can share it. I asked you, Gudrun. You know, it's scary when you're a pastor of a church where people come up to you and say, Pastor, what's wrong? What? What do you mean? God told me I need to pray for you. Whoa. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Okay. Please pray. But it's super encouraging that God's, God's got my back. And so we have a number of people here at Trinity that God will speak to either in the middle of the night or when you're doing dishes or whatever to pray. And so Gudrun one, one evening, it was like the middle of the night, right Gudrun? You were sleeping and God woke you up from your sleep. You took off your mask and just the sense that Gudrun had was to pray it's not yet time. Lord, it's not time yet. It's not the time right now. It's not the time right now. And so she was praying. It's not the time right now. It's not the time right now. Not knowing exactly why you're praying that, right? But it's not the time. It's not the time. It's not the time. I don't know how long after that, and then, you were, and then God lifted that burden, you were able to go back to sleep. A few days later, we found out, some of you may remember Tammy and Jesse. Tammy, she has sleep apnea as well, I believe. That night that Gudrun <coughs> had this prayer unction come upon her, Tammy, I mean, she almost died that night in her sleep. And Tammy gave this uh, testimony that she felt she was, you know, she felt her soul be, being, you know, taken away. She was in heaven. And while she was there, the Lord said, you have a choice. You can stay here with me or you can go back because Tara Lynn needs you. And she said, well, Lord, I, I want to go back. Even though where she was was super comforting and, I mean, she heard the heavenly sounds and she actually, she has a very vibrant you know, recall, recall, recalling of this. And it was like, yeah, I saw angels and all this. I wanted to stay, but then God gave me this choice. And so then she chose to go back and she woke up and came back to it. That night that Gudrun had that prayer put upon her to pray. Not, it's not yet time, Lord. It's not yet time. God restored Tammy in her sleep. Isn't that crazy? I say that in a good way. Prophetic intercession 
is hearing from God what he wants us to pray into. It's saying, God, I'm listening. And God's saying, pray this. And you pray it, and he answers. That's prophetic intercession. It's in the Lord's Prayer. Prophetic intercession is in the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come. That is God's vision for humanity, for his creation, for his kingdom to be fully 100% established on the earth, the way it was supposed to be at the beginning. Blissful, delightful union with God. We're called to pray that into being. It's prophetic intercession. God tells us what to pray because he fully intends to answer those prayers. And so this is what I want to do. I want to issue out a challenge for us for this week. Prayer in the park is next Sunday. Next Sunday, we're going to have a shorter service. We're going to have worship and a time of prophetic intercession. We're going to pray. And I'm going to ask each and every one of us to take time this week to just waste time with Jesus and say, God, what do you want us to pray into? What is it that you want for this region? What is it that you want for Trinity? For this property? Did you know that this used to be a farm and a farmer that owned this field prayed prophetic intercessory prayers? God, let there be a church on this property to preach the gospel of the good news so that the gospel will go forth from this property. He declared it. That's prophetic intercession. Praying what you do not see yet. And God says, Amen. I'm going to answer that prayer. And look what happened. Here we are. We are the direct result of prophetic intercession. This is not a joke. This is real. There's power. There's power in our prophetic intercession, church. So let's do it. Let's pray. Let's seek God for total transformation in our city. That fentanyl overdose will be history. It will not exist. Let's pray that. That suicide on the university campuses, zero. It's not going to happen anymore. Because God's going to do things in and through the lives of the students. This is a big one. The end of sex trafficking in our region. That has to be done. Done. Over. God, let your kingdom come. Your will be done in this region. Let there be no exploitation of women and men. Let there be none of that in this region, Lord. Move and have your way. Let's pray. I believe, I believe it. 100% I do. That he will answer those prayers. He's placed it on it. There's a mantle on Trinity to do prophetic intercession. To hear from God and to pray what he tells us to because he fully intends to answer those anyway.
Amen? Let's do that. Let's see what God will do. I believe it. We're going to see such powerful manifestation of the kingdom. It's going to happen. I really believe that. And so this week, let's take time to waste time to be with Jesus, hear from him, and we're going to pray next week. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. (coughs) Father, we just thank you for all that you are doing in our midst. (sighs) We're just so thankful, God. You've called us to pray, to intercede on your behalf, to declare the things that are not yet visible, to become visible. Lord, you've placed that mantle on this church for a reason. (laughs) There's a reason why the vision for prayer in the park was birthed from here. Because you fully intend to do all that you call us to pray into. So Lord, speak to your servants. I pray for that Samuel anointing to fall on every single person in this church. That there would be a rising up of the prophetic, a rising up of the apostolic, a rising up of the evangelistic anointings to see your kingdom come, your will to be done in Waterloo region and beyond. It is in the mighty and strong name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, our King, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. 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 I'm looking forward to next week, church. It's going to be amazing. Bless you. Have a great week.